friends, welcome to Defining Marriage. Uh, the show's usually pretty silly, but I have something special for this week's episode. A quick interview with Uli Koppa. He's the guy who asked German Chancellor Angela Merkel when she'd allow a vote on marriage equality, and that prompted her to respond to everyone's surprise that the vote would be held right away. That was a huge shock to just about everyone, particularly Uli. Uh, he was just planning on sitting in the audience of a panel discussion, and he didn't really have any expectation that he'd play a role in transforming queer German history during the Q&A. So I met with Uli when I was in Berlin for Christopher Street Day, and we talked about why he asked that particular question. I'll play that interview for you now. It's about five minutes, and then we'll have our usual chat with James being a big goofball as per usual. Well, I'm speaking here with Uli, who is, had a role to play in marriage equality coming to Germany. So tell me about that meeting that you went into. What sort of questions do you have in your mind that you wanted to ask when you went, when you went in? First, when I went in, I actually had no question at all. I just, uh, it just came up when it was possible to ask questions to, to Merkel. And I was thinking, well, this question about gay marriage actually is a big thing in the media at the moment. But no one asked her this for so long, actually for the last four years. In the last town hall meeting um, in the election before, there was this question about adoption rights for gays. And she just said, oh, I have bad feelings about it. And now she just um, said, well, we can probably think about it. <laughs> so why that one? Like, with no questions coming in, why was marriage on your mind? Well, I was there with my boyfriend, and I work uh, for a gay publisher. I'm always in a gay community, so I'm really um, uh, in their gay community, actually. I'm a part of it. And of course, it's Gay Pride Month. It was a big discussion in the media at the moment about gay marriage, so it was a big thing. And it's a big thing for me, because I have a boyfriend, and I just want to know, um, when could we change the law? It's just, um, it's time for it. It's actually five after 12 because all the other West European countries changed the law already and we haven't. So it's definitely the time for it. That That's why I had the question. What was going through your mind when you heard her answer? Um, nothing that special crazy, actually. I was not really, oh my God, she said something because it was this one world with word uh, which we actually not using in Germany. It was more like feeling question or something. So it's a it's a German word which we are actually not using. What's, wait, was, what's the word? Um, Gefühlsentscheidung means uh, feelings, decisions. So which is actually we don't use it. Uh, and she just put it in her answer, which was almost four minutes long. So uh, with a lot of s and m. So she just um, struggled in her answer. And there was one. Um, one journalist afterwards, and she's in the politic uh, media for 20 years, and she from DPI, and she just wrote in a, in a, in a breaking news thing, uh, Merkel just opened the gay marriage because she said this one world. So I didn't hear it in her answer. That's why I was more thinking about her answer um, of the uh, gay lesbian uh, adoptions for uh, this, she had this one lesbian couple which has eight kids adopted and she just said well that let me start thinking about her uh, gay marriage so that was actually a good a good thing um, where where I was thinking about but not about this one word no. so at what point were you like oh wait wait a minute she actually just did open the door to marriage. Was it when you saw that article? Uh, yeah, later. Like, I was uh, for uh, for dinner in that night with my boyfriend, and I just to, said to him, what do you think what will um, stay from this night, actually, from this uh, event? And we just vote with something, uh, other thing about politics. And then this breaking news came up on my phone, and even on my phone, uh, I just saw it in the news, and all the other media came about it. And then the next morning, um, I was 
just doing my job and I, I saw it in news a little bit and I would say it was noon and my phone in their office just started ringing all the time because this magazine which invited for that event which is her women magazine in Germany Brigitte um, they, they just published on their website oh we found him so the guy who asked a question, we found him. Oh my God, like um, you're a fugitive. Yeah, right. So at that moment, everyone knew my name and Google it and all the journalists um, called me and it was crazy. And I just had one minute to decide, do I want it or do I don't want it? So I just don't answer the phone or I do it. And I did it because I thought if this campaign wants to have a face, if the community and the media wants to have a face with that uh, gamers thing, I just give it to them and I, I, I can be it. Is it a relief to have it in the past a little bit now? Um, no, it was a good week. I mean, I'm super busy at the moment with work because I'm, I'm doing this gay floats, gay trucks um, for the uh, gay prides. So I'm, I'm super busy with work at the moment, but it still happens when I come somewhere, when I go somewhere that someone uh, that, that so many people are still saying thank you and asking me about it and want to have pictures with me, which feels kind of weird. But it's fine. I can. I like it. Are you feeling pressure now to? think about your own marriage and whether we're, are we going to get married is it just something you don't want to think about I, I feel a lot of pressure because this question comes from literally everyone at the moment it's like crazy how many people ask me about it but um, yeah I still um, think about it with my boyfriend and I think after that summer when we have time to, to talk about it we will And but we are together for almost 12 years so there is no um, pressure to do it right now yeah no rush no rush. I know that feeling. <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with me. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Big, big thanks to Uli for making time to chat with me. It was really great to meet up with him. And also, thanks to Uli for helping make marriage equality legal in Germany. So now on to this week's regular episode where James and I talk a lot less seriously about the news and our lives and stuff. Hello and welcome to the Defining Marriage Podcast. Every week we talk about marriage and a lot of other stuff. Hi, James. How are you? I'm swaddled in darkness. Swaddled? And uh, apparently I, oh, I've i crawled out of the sewers with my corpse ready to devour your flesh. <laughs> So just before we started talking, James, I was telling you how much I miss you and I miss uh, our intimate marital times together. And so it seems as though you've you've tried to evoke images that will discourage me from having those thoughts between the, <sighs> the flesh, the fleshy zombie, and the, uh, the just the swaddle. Like, I think there's probably no less sexy word than swaddle. It's a damp swaddle in the swath of night. No, what I was about to say mm. was that uh, it's very late here in the United States mm. and that I was going to try to talk quietly, but then this sound came out of me because I have to clear my throat. <laughs> okay. Well, you so, are purring like a kitten right now. It's like I'm uh, doing the podcast with Eartha Kitt. I had to, I'm, oh, that's the corpse that's risen from oh, the no. sewers. Oh, hello, Matthew. I'm Sewer Kitty. Okay, James, so every time you try to do Eartha Kid voice, it just sounds like you're slowly drowning. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's the fish man from He-Man. Oh, but that seems to have actually cleared up my throat, the purring. Oh, 
Uh, so there you have it. Yes, it is. I am swaddled in darkness, Matthew, in the dead of night. But for you, uh, a morning has broken mm-hmm. like the first time in. I'll tell you this. My plans for after we finish this recording is I'm going to march right out this door and go to a bakery and get a jelly donut. Oh, because you are in Ich bin ein Dunkin' Donuts. There are Dunkin' Donuts here, actually. What? A, in... I saw Dunkin' Donuts in, near, near Rat House. Oh, that's right. So you are in Berlin, correct? I am. I am in a city that was once divided. I went to the Berlin Wall oh. Memorial yesterday. It is really good. I was there with a friend, uh, somebody that I knew in San Francisco who recently moved here. He was mm-hmm. telling me that Germans really do memorials well. I guess they've had a lot of practice. So the uh, Berlin Wall Memorial, it's really nice. There's this strip of where the, uh, where the wall split the city. And it's just incredible now to see it where people are like playing and walking dogs and having a grand old time Mm -hmm. and to think of like what was going on there you know easily within our lifetimes and you know it's like there's luxury apartments abutting the park that is the memorial now so the whole strip has been turned into this grassy area where there's towers to show you where the wall was and um it's just and and, you know the foundations of buildings that were blown up to to build the thing anyway so yeah so I'm, i'm in berlin a city uh uh, it, it, that's honestly, I think between this and Amsterdam, Berlin has been, is th- those are my two favorite cities so far. Those are your two favorite cities. What have been your favorite things in Berlin? I will say there's a lot of lovely gay culture and very walkable. The gay neighborhood that I'm in right now, just in general, the, the neighborhood's been very walkable. Is it uh, called Bummenstupen? Uh, no, I'm in oh. the... Um, the gay neighborhood, uh, I've forgotten the name, it's Schul- Schulberg, I think? Schulberg, I think, is the gay neighborhood, it, uh, which means pretty town, basically. Not uh, Coxburg? Uh, no, not Coxburg. But uh, it does have, like, that feel of it, the forbidden the forbidden gay neighborhood, because it. Uh, I, I went to a bar with somebody the other day where you have to ring a doorbell to get in. It's got oh. that, uh, a bit of a throwback to, to a different time. Uh, no, it's not Schulberg, it's Schoenberg. Okay, well, it's showing me the booty. Yes. Uh, no, are you staying there? Is that where your Airbnb is? Yeah, I lucked out with his Airbnb. I'm just right Ooh. off the side of where all the like gay bars and coffee places are. Uh, now, tell me this. You went to a gay museum, so I, I hear. I did. I did. We, yeah, so I was there. I was walking around with uh, my friend, uh, my, my new Berlin friend, Marcus. Marcus, a uh, fan of my writing online. And he was like, oh, hooray, you're in my country. Let me show you around. So we met up for coffee. Um the morning of the Pride Parade, and we had a lovely time chatting. And then we just walked through the Pride Parade together, and we went to the museum, and then we got a drink, and we just we spent the whole day together. It was uh, a really charming, lovely time. And so, one of the things that we did is we went to this museum, and we looked. Uh, we went down into the archive where they just have everything stored and in boxes. It's the Schulz Museum. Schulz Museum. Um, what does and, that mean? Uh, I, actually, I don't know. The Schulz Museum. Schulz Museum. What, uh, it's the, they've got a, the Bibliothek zum, uh, Thema Homosexualität, but I don't know what Schul means. So wait, what was that? The, the, the gay library? The big yeah. gay library? Oh, Schul means gay. <laughs> oh, okay. I should, I should know that. Uh, Schul means gay. So, Not to be confused with, with Zool. Uh, the, the, of the Luftzool. Oh, oh, I thought you were, you love the, um, of Ghostbusters. Well, both. Yeah, the Zul, the Zul, the Luftzul, the spirit of the window, the spirit of the wind? Uh, it's something like that. It's uh, uh, it's unhealthy, but it, it's unhealthy to leave the windows open, but you do, you do need to do lufting Yeah, oh, so the air, the air ghost. Yes. It was, the weather's been just absolutely lovely, except for like 
a half hour chunk during the parade itself. So mm-hmm. when we when we got started, it was sunny and bright and beautiful. Parades marching along, and one of the lovely things about the parade here in Berlin is there's a little area where the floats can stop and give a little speech and then keep going. So mm-hmm. that gives a, a nice opportunity for some political stuff and then back to the party. Could you uh, so, understand any of it? No, no, I, I, no, nothing, nothing is is registering with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother speaks fluent German, but she did not speak it when we were growing up. So all that uh, the, the my opportunity for bilingualism ha- was was squandered, uh, mm-hmm. and I've I've got nothing. I've got no no German whatsoever. You I just started. Have yesterday. a little German in you. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to, but no. I, the only German I've gotten me is the sausage that I ate with my mouth. Uh, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but I just downloaded Duolingo for Dutch, so I might pick up some Dutch for um, my remaining week in Amsterdam. Perfect. Anyway, so I went to the game museum. Uh, yes. There was a lot of erotic art there. Uh, Germans are, are a little, a bit less timid about that sort of thing than Americans. Sure. Uh, so there was a display of some 18th century um this, uh, what was he? He was an archaeologist and sort of an ethnographer at the time and uh, art historian. And uh, he had very specific ideas about the perfect male form. Not too muscular, just, just muscular enough. It, it, men should be tall and slender and basically they should look like Michael Phelps. Well, I don't disagree. Yeah. And so there was a lot of, uh, you know, displays of um, how basically the rich aristocracy could afford to indulge their interest in um, in the, the same gender. And, but it was also something that was potentially ruinous. So there were uh, tabloid scandals involving rich people, but also, you know, they, they had to just keep it under their hat, essentially. Is that why they wore such big hats? That's why they, that it was just full of cock. Yeah. To hide a Michael Phelps under there? Yes, that's where they put him. They had a little man crouched in their hat. So I went to that, and what else did I see? There's uh, a lot of so a lot of their a lot of their stuff is stuff that people donated after they passed away. Uh, mm. So they have a lot of porn collections, a lot of like random people's porn collections there, and they're like, "What do we do with this?" But they, you know, there's some value to this, so let's hang on to it. Did they have Liza? Did they have a taxidermied Liza? Nothing. She was like in that, no. Cabaret, man. She was, yeah. Actually, I haven't seen anything about Cabaret. There is a place here called the Kit Kat Club. Well, there uh, so you that go. Goes on. Um, yeah, but they did. Have, there was some Dolly Parton stuff. Uh, they hmm. had some some Dolly Parton records in the archive. So uh, that, were so they in what, German? No, they were American records. Oh, it was, that would have been incredible so, if Dolly had recorded, like you know, uh, Jolene, but it was instead. Uh-huh. What's a German woman's name? Uh, Helga? Helga, 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 Helga. Achtung, baby, schnell, 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 schnell. I don't know any German words. <laughs> sure, she could have sang, uh, what's, uh, she could have done, Neun to Funf? There you go, Neun to Funf. Yes, yes. Nintefuff. It'll be bis. You said you didn't speak any German. You clearly speak all the I German. Guess, I guess it's kind of common to me. I mean, you spend a day oh. around it, and I've been trying to, like, eavesdrop on people as much as I can just to get the... Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand what they're saying, but I'm getting the at least the noise of the language. Did you see the trailer for Thor Ragnarok? Oh, it, no. I saw that there was something colorful going on, and I saw that it looked like uh, people were posting, like, screen grabs of the trailer with the Sean Cody logo on top of it. Uh, oh, oh, the shirtless image? 
There's yeah, there's something shirtless, and then there's him in the Hulk. Okay. Oh sure, sure. Okay. Uh, it's a good trailer. Okay. It's okay. a real good trailer. I'm very um, feeling very discouraged about superhero movies uh, since my uh, since watching Doctor Strange. Matthew, mm? it is so stupid, <laughs> and okay. it loves 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 how stupid it is okay it is so giddy and gleeful about how dumb it is that's great that is exactly what was missing from the dr strange movie it Mm. was so dour and unhappy about about all the mysticism uh it was like oh you this must be taken seriously oh my god this is not to be taken seriously it is so dumb And having so much fun with how dumb it is. And Jeff Goldblum and Kate Blanchett, they are such good choices for the kind of dumb this is. Perfect. Okay, good, good. I like that. I want to see something dumb. So that that is very bright, very colorful, Mm -hmm. very. They are having, everyone is having so much fun. I want to have some fun. I've been a little stressed out. I mean, like, Berlin has been lovely, but, um, you know, all the stuff that I'm trying to cram in, uh, I've been a little stressed out about, like, how busy my schedule's been. So mm. I could definitely use a little turn off the brain. Spider-Man turn off the brain. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I bring up uh, Thor because that's uh, Norse culture. I suppose it is. Thor's not from Germany, exactly, but he's from at least this hemisphere. He's from the neighborhood. He's Jenny yeah. from the block. Yes. I-, I bet some of the boys were pretty Thor after Pride. I bet they were. I bet they were. There were so many pretty boys. James, there's so many oh, pretty German there? boys. Uh, oh, were they all singing uh, Tomorrow Belongs to Me? Uh, no. And, you know, oh. I'll say, here's what's interesting about Berlin, is um, diverse. A lot of different skin colors in Madrid. But in Germany, I see a lot of different body types. So oh, I see. I see a lot of people who look like they're from different parts of the world, and I see mm-hmm. a lot of people who are comfortable in their own skins and very different skins that they're in. Uh, oh. and that was really like, nice. Are they wearing other people's skins? Yes. Are they, are they skin changers? This sounds uh, ghoulish. Uh, they're skin walkers. Yeah, they're. Uh, oh. They they uh, no. It's just a, a lot of a lot of tall people, a lot of short people, a lot of big boys, a lot of muscle boys, a lot of thin guys, and just everybody. There was a lot more body comfort like a lot more people in their underwear a lot more people taking their shirts off and then oh my god i didn't even tell you about this but like the skies opened up in the middle of the yeah. christopher street day parade it was mm. one of those downpours like you seldom experience where it's just it feels like the ocean somehow floated into the sky and then fell on top of you oh you've pierced the firmament and here come the valkyries and yeah. they are they are wet yeah, yeah, yep yep uh so i can't even tell you how wet everyone was. But they're all splashing oh. in the puddles and cheering and dancing and having a wonderful time carrying on. Hmm. It was really lovely. Now, you posted an, an image of this occurrence that featured nipple. Yes, I suppose I did. You showed uh, your nipples to Germany. That's very... That is the, the greatest insult of to the Germanic people. I suppose. To flash them, to give them the nip slip. Remember what happened to Janet Jackson when she slipped a nip. That's true. Yes, what a scandal. We'll never see those nips again. It's like the cake that I left out in the rain at Pride. You were the cake. Left I was out the cake in the, rain. in the rain. Well, people did see my butt a little bit. Uh, did they? A little well, bit. Wait, so, how did the rain do that? How did the cake come Oh, the out? rain didn't do that. I just showed everyone my butt. No, no, no. Oh. So here's what happened. Is, so we got caught in the rain. We were a little damp, but we found refuge under, a, mm. under an awning. 
And then there was some really, I mean, the people were out in the parade who were caught in the rain were just making the most of it and having such a fun time. I was like, I should get some footage of this. So mm. shielding my phone as best I could, uh, I ran out into the parade and just kind of walked through it for just a couple of seconds and got some footage of people stomping around in puddles and having a good time. And I ran back to the awning. But just those like 30 seconds I was in the rain, that was enough to completely drench me to the bone. So mm. I was like, okay, well, I could stand here just in completely sopping wet clothing or I could at least take it off. So mm-hmm. I took off my clothes. I took I down to my underwear. So oh. I took off my pants and I took off my I was wearing a tank top. And so I just stood there with my underwear, which was slightly wet, but not like the pants had mostly shielded my underwear from getting totally drenched. Um, mm-hmm. So I stood there and let the clothing, you know, I just sort of flapped it in the breeze uh, oh. for a little while. And, you know, it didn't quite dry off, but it was not quite as completely thoroughly underwater wet as it had been. Did the commissar come to take you away because you were in your underpants, like a like a common wastrel? There were a lot of underpants people. There was, uh, oh. it was a, you know, I, I think um, it, it's not the the authoritarian uh, vibe is not something that was coming through so much as the the libertine vibe. Oh, I see. Yeah. Were, were the libertines there? The the teenagers who just. Uh, they they form a human hoop and suck each other off and roll down the street. Oh, grief. There was a lot of I I don't think I saw like public sex like I saw in Oh no, that's not true. <laughs> no, oh. I did see some public sex here. Uh, oh. Yeah. So the people there was there was there was definitely some some randiness. Uh, definitely yeah. it's not like I've seen in Amsterdam. I mean, I wasn't even, I'm not even going to be in Amsterdam for pride. It hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely seen a lot more sexual comfort with sexual activity in Amsterdam. But uh, here, well, yeah, well, de- just uh, just on the canal in a gondola or where? Well, I've seen people getting friendly, like just you know, like making out and having a passion in the park in Amsterdam. And um, passion in the what's park. What's it called? I forgot the name of the park in Amsterdam. Oh well, so uh, the big one. But uh, you know, you go you go to a bar, and you know, all bets are off. It's hands down the pants. Uh, oh. that, that was my welcome to Amsterdam as I went to a bar and suddenly everyone was groping me. Well, uh, it's the Dutch hello. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, let's see. So now, being in Germany, I suppose it's a good time to talk about uh, the latest with German marriage equality. If uh, you insist. So that was just signed uh, into law. So that's going to be starting, it looks like, uh, I said uh, it's probably going to be um, October. So one of the uh, an additional hoop has been jumped through to make that happen. So October 1st is going to be the uh, the earliest that that can start is it the hoop formed by Angela Merkel's legs? Does she yes? Does she put her legs into a hoop formation and the libertines have to jump they, through yeah. it? Yeah, it's like one of those magic tricks where you have two combined hoops and it's like how did they, they're two completely perfect circles? How did you join them together and then pull them apart? It's a magic trick. I'll never tell. <laughs> uh, I have not seen any erotic magic uh, in in Berlin, but then again, oh. I've only been here a few days. Balloon animals. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, I see what you're saying. People, people who have become balloon animals. Well, there, there were no. rubber people. Wait, what? what? Who turned into a balloon animal? Oh, we're talking about different kinks. Uh, so I haven't seen balloon animal. I haven't seen kinky balloon animals, but I have seen a lot of people in rubber and latex that could easily be inflated. Oh my! Well, I was just talking about a very innocent ma- magician, but oh. you've turned it into inflating perverts. James, no magician is innocent. It's witchcraft. Well, true enough. Burn them. They're, they all they all want to turn into gingerbread. What, what, what else? Oh, oh, but uh, but but Germany is uh, so they've legalized marriage, but uh, adoption. I guess they just kind of forgot about. So mm. 
you know, like where any place where marriage is legalized, uh, there's some laws to fix and some loopholes to close. And adoption is one of them where in Germany, uh, if you're a straight couple, if you get married, automatically you have custody of the kid. In Germany, if you're opposite sex couple, it's going to take, it can take up to a year and a half for the second parent to have legal recognition as a parent. So, you know, that just has to be fixed in the law. That's the next step for equalizing everything but good wait, wait, wait. you said if you half. are an opposite sex couple by that do you mean if you are a same sex oh yeah couple? sorry 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 if you're a same sex couple it can take up to a year and a half opposite okay. sex couples boop you get married you're done uh but okay not so for the gays and the lesbians what happens why that delay what happens during that delay uh paperwork i will say that something that uh, germany seems very interested in is paperwork and mm. documentation and apparently like licensing is a big deal here like if you want to be a babysitter you have to get a license so mm. just going through official channels there are many 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 official channels mm-hmm. so i mean that's it it's just the bureaucracy of of running a country as uh uh in it with as much with as, as systematically as possible is uh, sure are there underground babysitter clubs that are <laughs> defying this dystopian nightmare and babysitting literally underground in bunkers probably yeah they <laughs> no one must know they can't see the light of day you just bring your children to to into a to the Ava Braun bunker oh good grief okay yeah that's uh that's promising that's a good name for a uh, for a daycare uh, okay, so that's what's going on in Germany. Uh, Australia, oh boy, they're still... Now they're talking about doing the plebiscite by mail. So that sure. would be kind of cheaper and easier, but even less binding than before. So, mm. okay, Australia, sure, do it by mail, do whatever, doing whatever they can to delay having to commit to any particular action. It's very courageous. Sure. How is this affecting people? What So... What what is happening to people who would would want to be married, or like what what effect is this actually having on people's lives? That's a great question, and that is one of the most effective ways to get people uh, who are on the fence in favor of marriage. And I got to say, it's not something I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, there mm-hmm. was an ad campaign where it was a little more general, just like you know, hi, I'm a uh, I'm a lifeguard, and I you trust me to save your life. Why don't you trust me to get married? Well, that's nice, but it would also be nice to hear, you know, those stories of like this couple is, you know, one of them has Alzheimer's and uh, they need to get married before he forgets who his husband is. Or, you know, I need to, my partner lives in a dangerous part of the world and I need to marry him to get him out of there. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we want to adopt a kid or we want to start a business together or we pay, you know, like with the, the Edie, oops, not Edie Sedgwick. No, what's her name? Edie Windsor. Basically, I, I paid a quarter million dollar, couldn't marry my wife tax. Mm. Um, you know, stories like those, like what's the, what are the consequences? I'm not seeing a ton of that stuff. Well, uh, oh, well, I just, you know, if if this is a thing that's going to be dragged out longer Mm -hmm. and longer, the argument that it's going to cost the country money is an argument for sure. But I don't know, does anyone, when you start to talk about numbers that big and national budgets and things like that, like you can get outraged about it, I guess, but does anyone really care? Like, I'm just wondering what, what are things, what are consequences of this decision that people actually might care about or might actually affect someone's life? Right. Well, so one of them, I think one of the most heartbreaking was this British couple that was on their honeymoon in uh, Australia. And one of them passed away on the honeymoon and there were all sorts of like, um, the, the country wouldn't recognize that they were married and, 
Uh, it was difficult for him to make decisions about what to do with his partner's remains, and he was challenged as having any authority, and it was just, you know, heartbreaking. Um, and, you know, you hate to say, well, we need more stories like that, but more stories like that are happening, so we just need to be shining a spotlight on them. Well, yeah, I mean, they're there. They just, it seems like maybe telling them mm-hmm. would be better than an appeal to fairness or an appear, appeal to yeah, that never wasteful... I'm sorry. I've got my, my alarm going off. For, um, I need to get packed. Unfortunately, I'm already packed. So pardon me. So I, I will need to make my way uh, off to the, to the train station soon. Uh, okay. But anyway, yeah, as you're saying, like that appeal to fairness, that never works. Nobody, I mean, people like to think they're fair, but that's, that's logic and people don't like logic. Or an appeal to economic, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's going to cost the country a lot of money. Well, you know, the country's probably going to do a lot of things that cost a lot of money that a lot of people don't like. So... I don't know that that's as compelling as actual people are unable to bury their loved ones right. because we have to do this Vegemite by mail. Yeah, I can't remember. Somebody was just, um, I was listening to something about how humans are not logic machines, human or story machines. And I think it might have been Errol Morris on, um, on The Turnaround, that Jesse Thornton's uh, new show, uh, that people want to hear stories. They don't want to hear facts. I mean, this isn't groundbreaking. This isn't like some new insight that nobody's ever had. Uh, but yeah, you got to tell people like, uh, you got to give people a beginning, middle and end for why they need to uh, care about something. I think even with, with it's going to cost the country money, you can't just say, you know, it, it costs the country $500 million not to have marriage. What you have to say is, you know, it costs the country $500 million. And with that money, we could have had this and your life would have been different. And we could have had this in the schools and we could have had this social service, and I don't know, we could have had a, a new train running through town or whatever. Um, people need to know, like, what does it mean to me? Uh, what, what, are the, what are the plot points in this story, rather than just what are the facts and figures? Well, there's that, but uh, there's also, you know, just sort of, so what, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing, the, uh, okay, yeah, the well, people cares? can't get married right now, so what, who cares, it doesn't affect me. Yes, I, so people, I think it's very easy for people to understand why they should care about things that affect them. I was having a conversation with somebody here about why marriage was very important to them uh, because it's something that affected them. And they were like, but I don't really know what to do about um, the drug epidemic that's going on here because that doesn't really affect me. And, you know, it does. You've got friends who are suffering from that, even if you don't know it. And, you know, there's the social cost of people who are addicted to harmful drugs. Um, But the story just hasn't been told in a way that makes someone realize, oh, this is how this affects me. You know, bringing it back to, you know, how how fairness and equality impact all of us. And there's a social benefit to everyone and the rising tide that lifts all boats. Uh, yeah, you just got to tell those stories about how, 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 in this case, marriage in Australia has sort of a ripple out to, to all corners of society. And, you know, it may seem like, well, people can't get married. Who cares? But then when you hear, oh, well, that means this for my sister. This means this for the teacher that I like. And this means something else for, um, you know, this celebrity or whatever. Yeah, that's 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 how you get people to care. What does it mean for the little koala? Oh, the gay koalas. I don't know. Oh, I'm running out of time in Amsterdam to see the gay vultures. There's the gay vultures in Amsterdam. Did you tell me about them already, or is I that so. the plot of the new Spider-Man? <laughs> yes, uh, they're just uh, they're two gay vultures in the Amsterdam Zoo. Well, I don't know who can say if they're gay. I don't know if they like uh, if they like Eliza Minnelli, but they are two male vultures who are raising a little chick, and isn't that nice? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, let's rush through this because i got to get to the train. 
so uh, America, so the Senate just confirmed John Bush to be a federal judge, who's somebody nominated by Trump. He is terrible. He has no judicial experience, but he is a blogger. And uh, oh. yeah, so he. Um, Wait, what was he nominated to be? Uh, federal judge. He has no he's, judging he has, experience. He has no judging experience. He has. Uh, uh, he's a lawyer, and uh, okay. so you know he's got that, but he's never been a judge, and uh, he has written anonymously and now we know that it was him and so in his writings on the internet he's uh said it's outrageous that uh gay people can get passports uh which i mean which is a weird can, one can get right? passports yeah yeah that's too um, wait the gay people can get passports or is this about changing gender identity for for trans people no because that's the thing that actually identity. happened yes. uh, okay so passports were changed. The paperwork was changed so that uh, previously it said uh, husband and wife on passport forms, and now it says oh oh okay 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 okay. So it was a marriage thing. Uh, so what does it say now? Spouse and spouse. So, yeah, something like that, or partner name partner one and partner two. Oh. Uh, he said that by doing that, and no explanation for exactly what this means, but he said uh, by doing this. Oh no no sorry, it was it was um, it wasn't marriage. It was parenting. It was oh, boy. that okay. kids. Now, when when a child is getting a passport, instead of saying mother and father, uh, it said parent one and parent two. Okay. Uh, and so he said that by doing this, quote, both parents are subservient to the nanny state. Like, well, is there what? a line for the nanny on the passport? Uh, yes. Can you put Fran Drescher? <laughs> Fran, oh. Fran Drescher. That's just everyone's nanny. Just everyone fills out Fran Drescher. Who is the that's, nanny? That's well, that's the, the state nanny. Yeah. That's the na- that's the nanny state. I think he just wanted to make a stupid pun. He was like, it makes everyone subservient to, he said, a nanny secretary of state. It's oh. not a good pun. Like, it's no. a nanny state pun, a nanny secretary of state. Well, you took me around the block five or six times to get to it, and yeah, it really was not worth it. No, no, indeed. But now he's going to be writing all sorts of um, legal opinions, so you can look forward to more winning gags like that one. Uh, he sure. also belonged to a social club in Kentucky that didn't allow African-American and Jewish members. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. So he's a judge, and great. And mm. uh, so he's from Kentucky. And, How long are well, those appointments? Are those forever appointments? Is it yep. uh, like a for kitten life. is forever? He's 52, and he's going to be a federal judge for the rest of his life. Cool, 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 cool. Good job, everybody. Good job. Good job. Good. Vote yeah. your conscience. Good job. And so also in Kentucky, Kim Davis. Uh, uh-huh. She's back in the news wonderfully. Uh, she is uh, costing the state a quarter million dollars. Uh, The judge just ruled that uh, she is liable for the attorney's fees in that whole hullabaloo. Well, she she is or the state is? So she personally doesn't have to pay it, but the state is uh, on the hook. So, uh, yep, Uh, close to to a quarter million. It's 222,000. Okay. Yes, I I understand what you're saying. No, it's 222,000. Yes. Uh, Okay. 222 and three zeros. Uh, Yes, 227 with Sandra. If only she was in charge, she wouldn't have cost the state a penny. She would have done it out of the goodness of her heart. If she can't sell it, she's going to sit on it. She would have sat on everything. She would have loved it. Yeah. (laughs) That's how she signs the marriage certificate. She sits on it and gives it a heart-shaped stamp. There's no counterfeiting that signature. Nope. It's uh, aromatic. Okay, this is getting horrible. 
so that's the news. That's the gay marriage oh, news. I really I zoomed it. through it towards the end there because I I gotta run out of run out of the house and get well, on you the didn't, train. I didn't realize that we were under. I we didn't have to record in the dead of night if you had to rush off to your Hogwarts train platform. Well, it took me. I thought we had a little more time because uh, oh. it took me a little while to get to to figure out my audio setup here. My goodness, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, friends and lovers. Matthew has taken you down the primrose path. So if you, James, I'm going to edit this and get this up on the internet, and I'm going to oh take my. it, and I'm going to sell it. and uh, Yeah, so we're going to have the episode up very soon. So thanks for listening, everybody. Is there anything else that we need to make people aware of before we before we sign off tonight? Your nipples are My on nipples. Twitter and Instagram. So you can follow along with my travels at Matt Baum on Twitter, at Matt Baum on Instagram. I'm posting lots of pictures as I go. And of course, I'm also uh, at Matt Baum on the Facebook, so you can follow me there. Uh, you can leave a review for the show if you like uh, on the iTunes store. And you can also get the Defining Marriage book uh, at definingmarriage.com. I think that's pretty much everything. And of course, you can watch James do his little his streaming uh, of video games and things. And uh, you can do that at... Um, what do, what do you do that at? That's uh, twitch.tv slash pretty pretty pixel. And oh my goodness, James, I just realized there's a new Game of Thrones to watch. There so I'm going to see if I can do that. And maybe when I uh, am in Amsterdam, we'll do another chat on twitch.tv slash pretty pretty pixel. We'll do uh, another live chat there uh, this evening uh, once I get back to, well, my evening, your morning, uh, and we can talk about the new Game of Thrones episode. Perhaps. We'll see what happens to you. Okay, I would like that. I like to. I like to connect with you about that. This is a nice thing to talk about. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That was a sinister. That was a sinister cackle. Okay, okay. Well, now by the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Tongue, Fraulein. <laughs>